that can't be spoken. There's a pain goes on and on. Empty chairs and empty tables. Now my friends are dead and gone. In a talk-talk revolution. They mix the flame. They sang about tomorrow and tomorrow. Well, the dulcet tones of uh, Tom singing Empty Chairs and Empty Tables from Les Miserables. And uh, of course, that little line. Uh, takes on an extra resonance at our moment in time. Empty chairs and empty tables. Certainly the case over at the senior school. We miss you and we're looking forward to setting up for next academic year, whatever that's going to look like. And um, one of our joys next week is having the year eights coming over on site to prepare for transitioning into senior school life. And um, that'll be good. Little taste, hopefully, of what's to come. I hope this finds you well. Uh, this will be the last of the who said chapel was cancelled podcasts uh this term i hope we'll have no need for any more going forward but we'll see um this this morning we've got um, a slightly different lineup we don't have our top tip i figure that you all know how to thrive in isolation now and um we don't even have a good news story we've got more of a reflective interview with ellie pietroni and mr mears looking back at uh, remote teaching and learning from a teacher's perspective and from a pupil's perspective and I found it enlightening myself and just good as we move forward to try and work out what lessons to take into September what do we want to keep hold of and what do we want to can so without further ado over to them Okay, brilliant. Well, it is my massive privilege and pleasure to welcome Mr. Mears and uh, Ellie Pietroni, who've uh, come to join me for a Corona conversation um, about the pros and cons, really, of um, the classroom moving to online, school moving online. Um, As we get to the end of this weirdest of summer terms, um, just a moment to take uh, t- to take a breath and say, how was that? And, you know, what do we want to take into September? Uh, what do we want to just totally can and leave leave at the door? Um, so that's what we're going to do. And we're going to lead with, um, Ellie, you were, you were just saying on screen just now that to start with under lockdown, you felt this could be brilliant. I could do, what was your phrase? I could do lazy school online. Yeah, so um, personally, I struggle quite a bit with, lots of people being in one place at one time and I find that quite an intense part of school and I was really looking forward to being in lockdown not having to you know be around people 100% of the time and just not put in quite as much effort as I probably should have been and I was thinking you know it'll be quite laid back you know I'll just do the work and that's it nothing else um but it took me about uh, three weeks into lockdown for me to realize that firstly this really isn't healthy for me um and secondly, that I need to be putting in a lot more um, intentional effort into the things I'm doing. And especially when you lose all of the mandatory stuff, which makes you get involved with school. Mm. To be so much more self-motivated in order to, you know, actually get as much out of 
score as you want yeah. or need even. So that's one of the things I found really helpful yeah. about lockdown. Uh, Mr. Mears, you were, you were talking about the some of the seminars or the webinars you've been doing with Mrs. Mears with the um, upper sixth. Yeah, well, it, it's really interesting what Ellie, Ellie was saying that it, you know it took a while initially that sort of lazy school. I love that phrase, but. I think that that was kind of my experience from a teaching perspective, that students initially, it was hard to kind of gauge their level of, um, well, their level of engagement. But as, as it went on, and a few weeks in, I think once, once we'd, once pupils, I think, positive for me is how they've started to take more ownership. They've started to show a bit more uh, motivation and a bit more self-directed learning. And that was certainly our experience with, with the year 13s. So you didn't need to be there. They didn't have to, you know, come and, uh, and take part in that. Yeah. Yeah, the group that we had were just fantastic, so engaged, and it was—I think it was in large part because they'd chosen to be there, uh -huh. and, and therefore they, you know, they showed up every day. They didn't have to, and I think they got a huge amount out of the experience because they had made a decision for themselves uh -huh. to uh -huh. take in it. Uh -huh. So we were we were really impressed, and, and and it was and they were a lovely group to work with. Uh -huh. That's interesting. So. So perhaps the fact is it's been easier to opt out, to turn your camera off, to not really engage has meant that those who have engaged have really gone in full full bore, and that's a real plus. What are the other pluses that, that, that you've experienced, Mr. Mears, as a, as a teacher, from a, from a teacher's perspective, um, that's given you a bit of cause to reflect? Uh, good question. So I, I, I think I was really grateful for the way that you know, school took that brave decision to sort of end end lessons at lunch today's school and and so that we could have that really meaningful, purposeful time in the morning, mm. but actually there was opportunity to potentially do other things, uh, to look after your family, to serve people in your in your community, mm. on, on your street perhaps. Mm. And so some of that balance has, has, has really helped. Mm. Mm. So during during a normal dean close term yeah. where we're working six days a week and, yeah. and all the busyness that comes with that it, yeah. it sometimes that comes at the expense of yeah. perhaps being as available as you'd like to be with family yeah. so one area that's really benefited us and i think laura's been chuffed is i've been much more available to to do household jobs so yeah. I, she had to buy a pair of rubber gloves because i was doing way more cleaning than i've probably ever done love it and and Saturday now is, is a day of preparation. So come Sunday, which we, we tend to take as a Sabbath, mm. we can really enjoy a day where we are resting together as a family. And, mm. and that's not always been easy to do during term time under normal circumstances. So that's, that's been a positive for, for, for the remote learning experience from, from, mm. from my perspective. Mm -hmm. And Ellie, you were saying that actually in terms of the quality of the content you're receiving as a sixth former, um, it's been pretty high. That's been yeah. one positive. Yeah, definitely. I think um, we're lucky as sick performers because we have small classes, so the teachers can be a bit more personalised. But I think we haven't really suffered too much on an academic front because um, the teachers have been really good at tailoring the content, switching it up a little bit, you know, having a PowerPoint one day or doing something else. So we're not just stuck with lectures the whole time. I think that's been really helpful. And actually, also, it keeps you busy. I think, which has been you know, quite nice, yeah. just to have that yeah. in the morning. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But you were also saying, if I can just stick with you, Eddie, for a minute, um, you know, Mr. Mears is saying one of the positives has been being able to be very much present and contributing to 
some of those local communities uh, where we live more than is possible in the normal term. But for you, you are reflecting that, you know, that's been at the cost of being active members of the community in school. Tell us a bit more about that. So um, I was down a little bit of a YouTube rabbit hole the other day and found that video from a few years back where the upper sixth were asked, you know, what has Dean Coast taught you? And the last thing on any of their minds was, you know, the academic bit. You know, almost all of the answers said about, you know, the confidence you have with personal relationships, you know, the balancing of the co-curriculars and extracurriculars like sports and music and drama. And that is so much what Dean Coast is about and it's, to, you know, although we try and we do the cooking things, you know, it's just it's just gone. It's not there in the same way. And I think we really suffer in that way. Because school's not just about the academic. It's about, you know, preparing you for life, really, isn't it? <laughs> Risk is yeah. really cheesy. Well, but, <laughs> yeah. Ellie, I'm in, I'm in com complete agreement when you're, with you on that. I mean, that is when, when, when John asked me the question, what have I missed? Well, it's people. I've missed people. I've missed that community. And, and we see community in so many different ways at school, whether that's out on the sports pitch or just walking from one place to another and you have those interactions i've really missed that and i've missed seeing people and i've missed you know uh, you know the subtleties even of, of, of somebody's body language in a lesson yeah. the energy the buzz of the classroom i've, I've massively missed that yeah. for, you know and, and, and that's something that i'm, I'm very you know, i'm looking forward to that so getting back to that yeah. at some point yeah well let's let's pray that september and the new normal is actually um kind of reminiscent of the old normal in some way but um massive thanks to you ellie and, and mr mears really appreciate your time and um for contributing uh, to the pod this this week thank you both very much indeed it was a pleasure thanks for, for asking us as we come now to um hear a, a passage of scripture read and to think about how it might apply to us in our present uh, moment in history let's prepare our hearts the lord is good a strong refuge when trouble comes. God is close to those who trust in him. Lord, as we come to you today, towards the end of this term, we don't know what this last week of term will hold, these summer holidays as we look ahead will hold. You are the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. And so right now, in a moment of quiet, we hold our summer holidays out to you. We decide to bring a large measure of expectation to you now as we open your word and we pray that you'd fill us up, teach us something life-giving, something that we need. Be our portion, we pray. Amen. Well, the original plan was to get both of this year's excellent chapel wardens to, uh, as their final act, read for this chaplaincy podcast. Uh, I've um, delighted to have had uh, half the passage uh, from uh, Fiona Ma. Thank you, Fiona, for that. Um, and I haven't yet managed to receive Jack, so um, Mrs. Ash has been a wonderful stand-in. You'll uh, recognise Fiona's voice and maybe Katie's too. The reading comes from Colossians, chapter 3, beginning at verse 1. Since then, you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died, 
and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. Because of this, the wrath of God is coming. You used to walk in these ways, in the life you once lived, but now you must rid yourselves of all such things as these, anger, rage, malice, slander, and filthy language from your lips. Do not lie to each other, since you have taken off your old self with its practice, and have put on the new self which is being renewed in knowledge in the image of its creator. Here there is no Greek or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave or free, but Christ is all and is in all. This is God's word. Well, thank you for, for that reading. Um, just I thought my thought today has us looking towards the summer and normally at the end of the summer term it's a great time of of rejoicing because we've got lots to celebrate looking back um, we often do that at Kamem and also then looking forward at this massive expanse of um, summer holiday vacation hanging out with friends and family maybe a bit of traveling and, and so on and so forth this year it feels different um, we just haven't been able to, to to celebrate those milestone moments in the way we normally would. And that leaves us with a lack of a sense of closure, I think. And in the same way, looking forward, there's a little less to celebrate. I don't know whether you feel the same way, but looking at the summer holidays, there's less of a release. Um, and, you know, even though lockdown rules in the UK are going to be uh, relaxing on the 4th of July, Who's to say that the lockdown won't clamp down again with a second wave of the virus? And even with the release, it's, it's not going to be quite the same as, as it used to be. And I, I just have the feeling that we are going to need to be more patient um, with ourselves and with those around us, kind and, and generous um, and compassionate over this season where normally our expectations would be sky high. Um, but actually this year, those expectations most likely won't be able to, to be met. And that's why I've chosen this passage from Colossians chapter 3. We've actually been reading through Colossians uh, in our Decanian Bible study, Wednesday lunchtime by Wednesday lunchtime, and it's been a real joy. And I wanted to share that with, uh, with, with the wider school. And I think maybe a good way into the passage is to think about these two things which people often say to us. The first is um, a kind of morality message. And you'll hear it quite rightly through kind of house assemblies, maybe from your parents, those you look up to. Essentially, be kind, be compassionate, be those who contribute to your communities, your families, your houses at school. Um, be good people. It's the imperative. It's something which we need to do. It's pull your socks up. It's be the best version of yourself you can be. So that's the first, the kind of moralistic message. And the second, and there are loads of memes on this all over Pinterest and online, but you do you or you be you. You do you for you. There's all sorts of varieties of that. But this is a message that revolves around identity and freedom, the autonomous freedom of the individual. Be who you are. 
And I think it can be confusing, actually, for the modern mind to put one moralistic message next to the identity message. And what throws that confusion into sharp relief is to ask the question, what does it look like to be me when fundamentally I'm not kind, when fundamentally I'm not compassionate, when fundamentally I'm not humble, when I get out of bed on the wrong side, or when I'm put under pressure, or when tiredness, fatigue and disappointment just reveal those cracks in my character, which normally I can paper over. What does it mean for you to do you or me to do me when actually the me and the you are unkind? And this passage here, I think, really helps us join together the morality demand, which is quite right, with the identity question being who we are, because fundamentally we do not want to be putting on a mask and pretending to be someone we're not, or putting on the equivalent of our moralistic Sunday best and living in a way which really isn't us. That's inauthentic, and we, 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 we balk at that. So how can you be you whilst also being kind and seeking to be compassionate and humble and generous? Well, this passage speaks to exactly that question. And the Apostle Paul says that it's possible to be you and to be kind, compassionate, generous and humble precisely because in the Lord Jesus Christ, through faith in him, we are united with him. The way he puts it in verse 3 is this, you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God, hidden with Christ. He's saying that what has happened to Christ in the past has happened to the Christian in the past. What will happen to Christ in the future will happen to, Christ, to, to the Christian in the future. What's happening to Christ now is, in a spiritual sense, happening to the Christian right now. That sounds very mystical and mysterious, but the, the way I find it helpful to think of it is um, aeroplane travel. Not the kind of thing we're doing much of at the moment, but if you board an aeroplane... You go where that aeroplane goes. If it goes up and ascends, you go up, you ascend. If it comes down to land, you go down to land. No matter how anxious you feel, no matter how much you might rail against that, once you're on board the aeroplane, you are going where that aeroplane goes. And in the same way, through faith in Christ, the Christian goes where Christ goes. No matter how worried we are, no matter how, how hard we find life, we go where Christ goes. Our lives are hidden in Christ. In verse 1, Paul says, where is Christ now? Well, he's raised. He's ascended to the right hand of God. And so here's the truth for the one who has faith in Christ, that we are raised with Christ. That is where we belong. That is where our identity rests right now. And therefore, it makes absolute sense for our behavior to follow. He says, put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to our earthly nature. In a sense, we're no longer down here. Spiritually, we belong. Our status is in heaven with Jesus ascended. So put to death sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires and greed. Don't do those things. That's not who you are anymore. Fundamentally, your identity has changed. What does it look like for you to do you, for me to do me in faith in Christ? Well, it looks like, uh, just later on in this passage, clothing ourselves with compassion and kindness and humility and gentleness and patience. That is a wonderful thing. That is not inauthentic for us now. That is becoming more the people God has made us to be. 
So as we pursue morality, kindness, compassion, patience with those around us this summer, just remember that in Christ we're becoming more the people we were always meant to be, more authentically you and more authentically me. I hope that's an encouragement and a help to us all uh, today. Well, now, thank you for joining me uh, for all of these Who Said Chapel is Cancelled uh, podcasts. I've really appreciated seeing the listeners' uh, numbers and hearing from some of you in response to it. Thanks particularly to those who've contributed uh, to the conversation on the podcast. And as I say, I hope that there'll be no need for these in the future next term as we all return. Uh, but in the meantime, um, as has become customary to say, do stay safe over the summer, wherever you are in the UK or further afield. Uh, do keep in touch. And uh, let's look forward to this coming September and pray that the new normal is full of kindness and compassion and generosity. Uh, but now for the for the last time at uh, this term, I'm going to let Mr. Bell play us out. Mr. Bell. <laughs>